You're listening to the Model Train Talk podcast. Each episode, RJ and I discuss various topics about the world's greatest hobby, model trains. The purpose of this podcast is to help promote, inspire, and bring a breath of fresh air to the hobby. Recording the podcast makes it possible to share stories of others and to help grow the model train community. Thank you for listening to the Model Train Talk podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Model Train Talk podcast. And today we are going to discuss the big news in the model train world, MTH and Atlas coming together. So thank you for joining us today on this wonderful episode. So let's hear it. What do you guys have to say about it? Like, what are your thoughts and opinions? Let's just talk about it. So I, th- I think it's rather interesting. But uh, before we start, like, I, I do want to put it out there that probably less than 10% of the MTH tooling that they have in their storehouse in the factories overseas was bought in this purchase. So I knew there have been a couple of misleading headlines out there that Atlas O buys MTH, which they didn't, they bought, um, I counted for a video, but it was like 26 freight cars, um, around 20 locomotives and a handful of accessories. So as I described it to other people, basically all of MTH's modern O-scale toolings were sold to Atlas in this deal. So, um, I mean, I'm personally looking forward to it. Um, The Amtrak P42s were included in the sale and uh, Amtrak recently announced five new heritage paint schemes for the P42. So really hoping that Atlas comes out with those and the continuation of ProtoSounds 3 that's going to be installed in the new Atlas O MTH toolings going forward, as well as Atlas O's already owned toolings. And so having PS3 live on and in more locomotives, that's going to be really nice to see. But what are your thoughts, Sid? So for me, it's this, it's kind of the same thing. It's great to see their legacy um, keep, uh, move on and keep uh keep going through just the modern products. That, that was something I mentioned as well. It's mainly the modern products that they've got, all the freight cars, the, uh, the diesels. And then even uh, one of the products in the Rail King uh, accessories line that I saw was the water column. Mm. I really liked that, uh, that product, and it's cool to see that, um, that Atlas bought that tooling. But, yeah, it's not like they bought everything. Probably the biggest thing for me that – is still an unknown is the uh, the steam engines, their premier steam engines. It, I'm a big steam guy, so that's what I'm looking forward to. But I'm also interested in the diesels. It's great, and of course the electronics. I'm great. It's great to see the ProtoSounds 3 and DCS live on, and possibly they might be able to start selling those products as kits, so you can keep upgrading your older trains and. Um, I'm also interested in seeing the P42s because it's just such a cool engine and those new paint schemes that are out are, would be really cool to see in a model. Um, that, that's kind of my take on it. it. It's just, it's just good for the hobby in general. Atlas can get back into the game and Lionel won't be the only one in it. It'll just, they'll just, there'll be this competitive market. And of course there's third rail, but they're just, their prices are sky high. It's brass. It's, it's not um, for the uh, lower income or even I say mid grade uh, model rare. They're, they're just really up there for scale, three rail scale modelers. 
Um, but yeah, it's just it's just great for the hobby in general. It's it's almost a rebirth of things. The hobby's gonna pick up again. It's it's picked up a lot during this pandemic, but I think it's really gonna change the market in in a way. It's it's I just think it's really good. And one important note that's kind of been swept up in all of this is that Atlas is moving all of their O scale production over to their over to MTH's factory in China. And a lot of people know that Atlas's O-scale equipment, uh, it takes forever to get produced and to the United States. I believe there's one Atlas O locomotive out there that was announced over six years ago, and it still hasn't been delivered yet, but it hasn't been canceled either because of Atlas's current factory overseas. They don't like the small production numbers that's associated with O-scale, so they keep pushing it off and off. But now with that production being moved to the MTH facility, uh, it's going to make orders come out a lot faster and probably in the same timely manner that we expect a release from an MTH catalog to be shipped. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really good. And something else with, with, the, with them buying those tollings, it'll allow them to produce them with the same amount of quality and to the same specs. Nothing will really change. It'll just be the same engine but in an Atlas box. It's going to be interesting to see if all the, uh, all the molds will still have MTH electric trains stamped on the inside. That would be interesting to see. <laughs> and it'll be uh, really hard to tell which were the old ones and which were the new ones. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess my, my take on it, or actually Matt, do you, would, do you want to give your take on it first? MTH Atlas, what are your thoughts? I'm excited, honestly. I mean, I've always loved Atlas products. Um, I have most of my rolling stock is Atlas Masterline stuff. Um, they make terrific products. I've uh, always been a big fan. And uh, when I Atlas has been quiet with their O gauge line of products for quite a while now. Um, the last time they produced something was well over a year ago, and it wasn't even a locomotive. They haven't produced locomotives in a very long time. They've announced several um, in years past on their website, but like only like maybe after like several months after they announced something that they put it in production and then send it out here to hobby shops or their online retailers. Um, so for me, seeing that they got all this new tooling means that, you know, we can all set a relief knowing that there is going to be other manufacturers out there um, besides Lionel and nothing against Lionel, honestly, but, the fact that we're seeing um, Atlas coming back into the frame is really exciting. Uh, I think they're going to, and the fact that they're going to have Proto Sounds, uh, Proto Sound 3 and DCS in their locomotives, that's a win-win. So it's not going to be, it makes me wonder though, what they're going to do with the Lionel TMCC uh, Rail Sounds 5 stuff. Cause I think that contract's going to be expiring if that's the case. Um, and I think it's an, a nice welcome. I mean, some of the sounds have been repetitive in Atlas models. If, if you look into some of them, um, yeah, this is great. And it's also good to know that MTH is still going to produce uh, limited quantity stuff. So they're technically not out of the frame either. So, um, yeah, um, my only thing I'm worried about, well, not necessarily worried about is, uh, what they're going to do with the steam locomotives and what they're going to do with the subways and electrics. I know it's been rumored. I know it's been told that their MTH is probably going to still produce models. Um, so I do hope for the best for that. 
Um, I hope they re-release a lot of old toys we haven't seen in a very long time. Uh, RJ, I know you want to see a G5 like myself. That'd be awesome. Uh, or C-Liners or just any of these unique toolings they haven't produced in a very, very long time would be nice to see since basically Atlas has the majority of the modern stuff now. So uh, we'll see. And like you guys said, it will be interesting to see if there's any differences with an Atlas tooling or an MTH model. So very exciting all around, man. Very excited. I think that's well said. Now here's here's where I'm thinking. Number one, I still get to still get the chance to buy MTH engine, um, even though it is the premier line. Hopefully, I can save up some money and get that. But I think the biggest thing is like like Sid and Matt and everyone here touched on is that the community is not shrinking. There is still some opportunity that has presented itself, and now we um, hopefully can continue to grow and expand the OGH community a little bit. And um, yeah, I think it's something to look forward to. So now I actually have a question and I was wondering if you guys could answer. So when MTH closed, what was it? Just about a year ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. They announced it June June 2020. It was after their catalog was released. Mm -hmm. Okay. So about a year ago when MTH closed, I told my mom because my my mom's dad was a train collector and I'm actually – uh, thinking about doing a video about that on my personal channel and talking about that a little bit more, but that's besides the point. And she was like, wow, MTH is closing. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what it seems like, you know? And I was like, I never really had an MTH engine. So maybe, uh, you know, I can work towards trying to buy one or something like that. And her question was, well, if MTH is going out of business, I think a lot of people won't be able to fix them. How are you going to, take it into a shop and repair it. But now, now that we have this Atlas and MTH merger, if you were to buy one of the new engines, would it still be pretty easy to send it in for repairs? Now that um, MTH is like all these engines are going towards a new manufacturer. So will it still be easy to repair your trains? I mean, I know Sid, you probably know a lot about it, but I don't think a lot of people know how to do that type of stuff. So will it still be pretty easy to send in your trains for repair. Um, I mean, that's just kind of where I'm thinking as a, someone who might buy their first MTH engine and it like, just like with my Hudson, like, you know, the smoking it, I thought the smoking it burned out and it was actually the entire board. And then I sent it to you to get it fixed. Finally. Yeah. Um, like what if I bought an MTH engine and like, what if I bought a, like a real King one? The one, you know, that hasn't been with Atlas yet. Will people still know how to fix that? Or, you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. With, uh, with the protosound side, side of things, if it's the boards or the wiring, I see uh, Atlas possibly being a dealer slash repair company, kind of like Weaver was with TMCC. You could send your train to Weaver and they could put TMCC in it, or if you had issues with it, you could send it to them and they could fix it. So I think with Atlas, it'll be this, the same way. Also, MTH has a has a lot, a lot of employees that are not only with MTH, but they do stuff on the side. So if there's issues with that, I think the parts will still be out there somehow. I think, I think if MTH does somehow stay its own company in a way, I think the parts side of things will definitely stay with them. And you'll be able to send your trains in to get fixed. And then 
Atlas, since they have the toolings, they can just produce parts for the toolings they have and keep making parts. So I, I think at least, at least on, on the protosound side of things and the, the electronics, you'll still be able to maintenance them and maybe get replacement um, parts such as the boards and wiring. And also MTH is still continuing warranty repairs for now. Yeah. Um, so even know. though, even know. though they're technically like going out of business, even though they're yeah. still going to be producing some of the rail King line and probably some of the premier line still, mm -hmm. um, they're moving from their large building, which is in Columbia, Maryland. Um, they sold that last year and they're downsizing into a smaller building where they'll still be able to receive shipments from overseas. They can still do warranty repairs and they still have a large stockpile of parts for yeah. anything that might come in. Mm -hmm. But right. that's, um, yeah, that's good to know. And so as you mentioned it, Sam, how like, Rail King made by Atlas. So just to clarify for everybody out there, Atlas didn't buy any Rail King locomotives, but it was hinted at, semi-announced by a uh, hobby store on the OGR forum that there is a company who bought a portion of MTH's Rail King line. Um, we don't know who yet. You know, you can speculate all you want whether or not it's Menards, William by Bachman, uh, Lionel, or another company out there. Um, but that announcement should be coming sometime in April, hopefully. And um, it's going to be interesting to see who, who bought that. Yeah, it'll definitely be really interesting. And it'll also be really interesting to see in a year from now how many MTH variants we see across a bunch of different retailers. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking it, I'm looking at it from a collector standpoint, like, okay, so like, you know how like in line now we have the post-war NBC and now modern day. If you're an MTH collector, you're like, this was before MTH split up. This was after MTH split up and it's going to be really, I mean, they have the tooling. So it's going to be really hard to kind of decipher, to tell the difference between before the transition and after the transition. It'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see. I don't even know. I mean, do you guys think that there'll be even a slight difference to where you can tell, or do you think it'll be the exact same? And I mean, that, that might be a good video to make on, you know, kind of comparing an old MTH, like before they split and then after and see if you can see any difference at all, or if it's the exact same thing down to the wire, you know? I don't think we're going to see too much of a difference to be honest with you. Um, the only thing I could say is with their, their, all of Atlas's locomotives going forward are going to be in their master line. So that is their top of the line, uh, high, highest quality models that they make. Um, I know um, from experience, I, I've never owned an Atlas locomotive, but I've seen at my club, I've seen dozens of guys have Atlas locomotives. And the only thing that I can pinpoint between an Atlas model and an MTH or line, top of the line model, Atlas does use a lot of extra brass details on their models like you can tell they have a ton more separately applied details on a lot of their engines mostly their steam engines but their diesels like they have like separately fitted like brake hoses and um all the kind of brake assembly on the trucks and stuff like that mch does too but like atlas is a lot more fine detail so like picking it up out of the box is a lot more nerve-wracking so I think that's like the only thing. Maybe they might take the toolings and maybe slightly enhance them, but I don't think we're going to see that big of a difference. 
But, you know, any, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I, I think that um, if we do see any deviation from, like, what MTH has produced, um, it's going to be what ends up with the Rail King line. Because if it goes to a Menard or a William by Bachman, then I think they're going to be largely conventionally controlled locomotives. And you guys can feel free to disagree with me. But, um, will, but Bachman has stated on multiple occasions that they will not put command control into their locomotives. Um, they want to be the one supplier of, conventional, of solely conventionally controlled locomotives out there on the O-scale market. And for that reason, they, they will never add command control to their locomotives. Mm-hmm. And uh, Menard, you know, is all about keeping the prices low. Um, and so, you know, if you're installing ProtoSounds 3 as opposed to just some simple, you know, starter set electronics, it, it makes a difference. So, you know, and then it's kind of like, well, then who do I hope buys, you know, Lionel, but then it would have Lion Chief 2.0 in it. And so, um, I can't, I'm very excited to see what MTH keeps of the Rail King line. And I think we're getting a good indication because um, educated guess here, the products that MTH is keep, like the toolings that MTH is keeping are the items that we're seeing being produced now in the un- uncatalogued runs. So mm-hmm. really it's the Rail King steam locomotives that haven't been produced yet. And um, it's going to be interesting to see who, who ends up buying them. Yeah, the only reason why I they... got out of it, it seems like they might be keeping the imperial stuff and the real king scale stuff. If if, if I had to take a guess, if MTH is going to keep that, I think that's the only thing they're going to keep because they know they can produce models and paint schemes for it. Um, if we're talking about their ready to run stuff, like you know their their two eight os, their F threes, their F sevens. Well, they're keeping the um, F. Well, the oh, I guess the ready to run F three. Yeah, I'm assuming, if anything, Menards would probably take strictly the ready-to-run stuff. Williams might make a run to try and get the Imperial to win because if you see some of Williams' newer stuff, I mean, I've seen their scale GG1, and it is nice. Um, but, yeah, they were, they're committed to using their sound system only. And, you know, for any of the Williams fans out there, not for nothing, their sounds are not mediocre, but they're – not the best you can tell they're thrown in as an extra bonus for how cheap their models are compared to the other manufacturers out there so for them to want williams would also probably want to want to raise their prices on their models i mean blockman makes terrific models and other scales but like they probably want to keep their o-gauge stuff at a minimum williams williams locomotives you guys can feel free to disagree with me but the reason why Williams locomotives are so cheap is because they're always on super sale clearance because nobody buys them. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the like the four six O's, you can get them for less than two hundred dollars now because nobody oh. buys them. Or yeah, like no. or the uh the uh NS Heritage series that they did with like the S D ninety Mac tooling. Yeah. Uh, when they first cataloged those, like the MSRP was more expensive than an MTH Premier Line version. Yeah. And now you can get them for less than $200 because nobody wants them. Yeah. I, I, will, I will admit that they do have some great toolings, like the latest switcher that they came out with, the, like I forgot, like the Tropicana switcher. Mm-hmm. That's a really nice model. The 44 yeah. Tonner 
actually has a, is a better model, better looking model than the MTH Premier version because it has fixed pilots. Yeah. Um, and the uh, RS1 or RS3s that they have, it's a really nice tooling. It, you know, it's not like a Lionel ready to run RS3 tooling. It has the nice size tan rails. Um, but they do make some quality products. And like you said, Matt, the GG1, but the reason why you can find Williams by Bachman engines for so cheap is because people want sounds and command control in their locomotives because that's what's offered across the board. Yeah. Why is it that Williams has clearly stated that they only do conventional control? I'm just curious. I didn't know the answer. I don't, I don't know. They, so they do they, that. They're trying to, if you look at some of their products, they're trying mostly to appeal to the old, old school collectors. Like they have the girl set. They have their own version of the girl set with a GG1. They, they have, they're trying to appeal to the NPC post-war guys more than anything, but like with modern motors and them and whatnot. So like it's, it's half the trouble. Yeah. It's, that's basically what they're doing. The, early it's on, Williams by Bachman was just like, they had their, I think it was called like luxury lines or something. I forgot what it was called, but it was just remakes of post-war classics like the Berkshires, the baby Hudson's, the, gg1 is just stuff like that like matt said they're just appealing to that market of post-war and npc guys just because they want they just want trains to run a loop they don't care about the sounds they don't care about um crazy smoke features they just want to run trains that are bulletproof that's the one thing about williams trains they are pretty much bulletproof and the one thing about you know the rest of the o-scale market is that all you know all the locomotives at mth and Lionel make even for the beginner, you know, ready to run sets. None of them are conventionally controlled anymore. They have all the fancy electronics, whether it's Lion Chief or ProtoSounds 3 and Bluetooth. And, you know, the most, mainly the post war collectors out there, they don't want to be bothered by all these modern electronics. So, MTH, uh, not MTH, Bachman, Williams, they feel that there's a big enough market there and I guess it's working because they're able to produce a new locomotive every three years. But um, yeah, I, it, I hope that Williams by Bachman doesn't end up with the rail king tooling, but I, I think that that might be the most likely place for it to land just yeah. because, just because Menards have, has so much freight cars, like freight car toolings that, they wouldn't need to buy any from MTH in the Rail King line, like a box car, you know, maybe a caboose tooling, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I like the theory that like the 260 and the 280s and the Rugged Rail series line would go to Menards. That would be a good fit. Yeah. What if it's a manufacturer that's out of left field? What if it's a whole new company? That would be very interesting. And I think, Good, good for the good for the hobby. It's always good to have more than just two big manufacturers. Um, one of my favorite companies was Right of Way Industries. They were a small little company. Their stuff was high end, but it, it's it's no different than Williams by Bachman. It's just these little companies can capture a market, and anything to boost the the market up is good. I think it's very unlikely, but yes, that it would be good. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we've no been idea. saying it on this show, and mo multiple people in the hobby have been 
begging for Menards to, to make this happen. So it's not it's not going to be a total surprise or a shock if it is them. Yeah. Maybe the reason why they're saying a company is buying them is because they don't want – they're probably still in the early stages of contracts and, like, all the paperwork to, like, say, hey, we're going to give you all this tooling. So I'm sure they're in the legal process of it now, and that's why they're not wanting to just say, oh, hey, all Menards customers, we, we now have – we're going to make locomotives like they don't want to like get the get it to the point where it gets insane and people want to make pre-orders and you know they don't have any toolings made yet yeah well there, there are certainly hobby stores out there that do know who's going to buy the rail king line and the fact that the hobby stores don't I don't know. I feel like that might be an indicator that it's not a Menards who is producing these products because Menards sells everything directly to their website. I mean, mm-hmm. there are, there are dealers who order stuff from Menards and then resell it at crazy prices, but that's neither here or there. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like that there's another company like an HO scale company, like a Broadway limited imports who would want to get started in the O scale line and it not be like this super highly detailed line of trains. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what, that's my thing. I, I have Broadway limited as kind of a dark horse if they were to want to get into O gauge because they're making O gauge accessories as of late past couple of years in the, the, the work and other products and O scale. And I always, I always liked Broadway Limited. Like if I was an HO scale, I would probably buy their products. I think they make some fantastic models. Um, but they would probably want it. They probably were, in, if anything, one of the premier lines going. And obviously, we don't, we know how that went. So they're just like, okay, we'll keep making our own thing. So. Hmm. We'll just have to wait and see who buys the Rail King line and whatever whatever happens with the steam is whatever happens and then of course mph could just stay as its own it, it will it's said to stay as its own thing but we just have to wait and see i'm sure once this rail king deal goes through and we get an official announcement on that we're gonna get like a final you know game plan from the mth employees that are staying on yeah. what exactly is happening because the reason why we probably haven't heard a lot lately is because of all the legal stuff that's going on behind the scenes with contracts and sales and toolings, the whole nine yards, you know, that's not really meant for public information. So, you know, they can't comment on what's going on with the premier line, because if I had a bet, they've been in negotiations with serious negotiations with Atlas since December, because they MTH announced the ES 44s, uh, the BNSF heritage units in November of 2020. And then they didn't announce any other paint schemes that they were doing in the ES44. So I'm guessing around December of 2020 is when those negotiations started getting serious. Yeah. Yeah. We could also hear an announcement. I know um, Trainland is doing their virtual York again, and MTH is on the card as far as who, uh, who they're interviewing. So for fans of the show here, I would say be on the lookout for that because for all we know, we're going to get some kind of announcement. York is always prime time to get these kind of questions answered. So for all we know, they're probably going to make some kind of statement and we'll just have to wait and see. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, still kind of crazy that York is going to be um, virtual. Again, I was really hoping since I'm in college now, I might be able to sneak away for a weekend and go up to the train show. But, yeah. you know, we can only hope. Fall. I'm hoping, Maybe. I'm fingers crossed for October. Fingers crossed. Yep. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be busy October, but I should be able to come down next April. It's My a, season will definitely be done by then. You don't yeah. want to miss it. Yeah. Got to save my money. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this special episode where we discuss MTH and Atlas, you know, all that jazz. Um, thank you for watching and see you guys in the next episode.